Leo, thank you so much for being on the Subsero podcast. I appreciate it, man. So happy to be here. Thanks, Mateo, for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, I, I was just having a look at your LinkedIn profile, and uh, you, you seem pretty much into sales, mindset, leadership. Um, can you tell me a little more about why that is? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, I've been doing sales for uh, a little over eight years now. So started off as a full cycle salesperson in Berlin, uh, worked at a SaaS company for two years, then moved to uh, into ad sales. And then afterwards went into uh, back to SaaS. And then my most recent work was in the geospatial sales industry. And, and um, I think, you know, it's just one of those topics where, you know, I can think of things on the day of and maybe post something right away. So, and it's also something I, you know, essentially I'm embedded in, I would say eight hours a day, you know, for, for the last eight years. Right. So it's something I've thought a lot about for a long period of time and, um, you know, hopefully I've been able to you know provide some valuable content most recently regarding the leadership piece. You know, I mean, I recently started posting on LinkedIn, so it hasn't been a super, you know, long journey on LinkedIn. And, and my leadership journey is also relatively new as well. Uh, you know, I was a, a manager starting beginning of 2022, so a little over a year. And so, you know, I thought, look, it's, it, you know, everyone's got a perspective. I've got my own. It's not based off of a lot of experience, but hopefully, you know, it adds some value to anyone or at least provides a, a, an alternative perspective on leadership and sales leadership in general. And yeah, hopefully it's been, you know, interesting for anyone to read, but at the very least, it's been, you know, interesting on my side to ponder the topics and and put them out there. And, and I, I kind of really just view LinkedIn as a personal journal for me um, at this point, uh, external facing journal. So not, it doesn't go into as deep of uh, the details that I, I put in my personal journal, of course, but uh, yeah, I treat it as such. That's great. Let's then, hey, let's start with the, with the, a simple one. So you mentioned you've been in a, a manager role since beginning of 222. And what can you tell me about the elements of mental well-being mindset that you believe you have imparted to your team? Uh, I guess that's a very complex topic. I think... You know, a, a manager or a leader in general has a, a lot of influence in terms of the environment. And in some ways, that's kind of how I view, you know, leadership in, in general is, is like environment manipulation, right? How can I manipulate the environment in such a way that allows the best best performance, right? Or if you can think about it, I'm I'm not a gardener, so I'm not, I don't know why I'm using this analogy, but I'm just going to go for it, right? Um, if you think about a garden, right? Like how can you set it up such that the team succeeds? So um, in terms of like mental well-being, you know, I, I don't necessarily think about it explicitly in terms of like, oh, how can I make sure my team feels safe? That I think intention like when you do something maybe how that's you know portrayed intentionally is like you know people set up maybe certain rituals that like are explicit or they start looking at hr policies to create that and and i think it's a little less explicit than that i think 
really it's it's a it's a matter of trust right and in, in, in building that that trust and i think that's a oversimplification um, so let me expand on that a little further the core to view on how i approach leadership is or at least how i've thought about it in the last year is and in, in, in brought it back to is the concept of values right it's a it's in some ways like a viewing values as an unspoken contract right and and understanding each other's values and making sure that we operate in line with that our values in some ways match and that we respect each other's values and then we also have unspoken shared set of values that we both adhere to right and that we both you know engage with right and it may not be as explicit right like oh in this situation you broke this value but it's the underlying kind of constitution for which our team is operates and that's not necessarily easy to set up right away and it's not necessarily like it's a mix of explicitly listing out you know core values that you have yourself and then of course trying to understand everyone's you know values individually um i think that's an overcomplicate uh, overcomplication of uh, of the question that you've asked so maybe a more simple answer then is also in in some ways like i think that creating an environment where I mean, some people disagree. I believe that if you like each other, you're going to work better together. And that's also in some ways what I seek. But I think given the scenario that I was in, I was luckily lucky to be able to have that. And I think in some ways leadership requires that, may not require that, or, or you must be able to be able to operate well without that liking each other element. So I wouldn't necessarily like recommend that, but that's in some ways what I sought. I sought that I liked everyone on my team and everyone liked me and that we were able to kind of build off of that. Well, that's actually a great answer. And, you know, my question was obviously very broad and I almost on purpose threw your curveball and I think you handled it quite well. So let me then ask it this way. And I particularly like the idea of, of trust and understanding of each other values that you mentioned. So in your first couple of weeks, you 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 come on to as a as a team lead. How do you and what do you communicate to the team? Like how do you approach a team and what are your first steps, so to speak, to establish that baseline of trust? Is there anything that you can tell me about that? Yeah, absolutely. Like whenever you enter a new environment, there's always kind of this uneasiness and lack of clarity in general it's it's like you know like when you start a new school or you're the new kid in in town or, or in any situation where you're new or you've kind of moved into a new role there's this kind of unspoken i would say like nervousness or anxiety amongst both parties right and so i mean that's an obvious elephant in the room right so i think that that's important in all kinds of situations in general, I guess if you're joining a new company, you, you aren't necessarily like explicitly required to kind of give a presentation on yourself and, and so on. But in my case, I was being promoted from a sales manager into a team lead. And so a lot of the, the people who I would now be managing were people that used to be my colleagues, right? So, you know, I think in, in those situations, or at least how I've seen it in, in the past, 
I could tell that there was probably some level of uneasiness, right? Like a sense from the team, like, oh, what kind of manager is he going to be? Like he was kind of a, you know, pretty direct, like, um, you know, intense salesperson. It didn't really, I, I wouldn't necessarily mince my words. Um, so maybe they were like slightly apprehensive about my potential approach. I was aware of that. And I was also aware that probably took a bit to, you know, ultimately get into that position, a position for which I thought I not only deserved, but, but uh, I worked hard towards and I wanted, um, and I, and, and I, um, you know, pushed for. So long story uh, short, uh, you know, what I opted to do was, you know, give a presentation to, to the team in the first, probably like the first week of, of the transition, probably maybe the first meeting that I had the first kind of team meeting that I had, which was essentially addressing the elephant in the room, right? Which is like, look, I get that this is kind of weird. I think you guys probably have these kind of concerns about me, or at the very least, you have concerns in general, you're going to be assessing liability as a leader. And I want you to know that I want to, you know, prove that I want, I can be a good leader for you guys. Um, I want to take feedback from you so that I can become better and work together on how we can grow this team and make it the most, the best performing team. Right. So in some ways, like I was trying to hijack the idea that it was like, I'm going to, it's like a new sheriff in town, or at the very least, I mean, in some ways that is the reality, but the new sheriff in town comes with his own rules. Right. And then is suddenly going to say like, Oh, this is how it works now. Um, and say, well, Yes, this is now the kind of explicit position that I'm in now, but the rules are going to be in somewhat de determined together. I'm going to have some suggestions and then we're as a team going to define whether these rules actually generate performance to the team, right? Whether it actually creates more value and, 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 and creates more you know, success. And also I'm not the sole contributor of uh, potential rules and, and strategies, right? You guys are also contributors. And so I think that was, you know, really valuable in kind of setting the tone uh, of, I, I guess, the start. But uh, I was thinking about it today in, in kind of preparation for this conversation, but coming in and saying one thing on day one, that's not going to be the biggest difference, right? Uh, it's, it's, saying that and then acting towards that in the future like constantly constantly making sure that you're you're in in line with the things that you say right no one wants to say like oh i care about uh, i have your best interest in heart and then actually turn around and, and actually really show that they don't care at all right so um it's something that i i always actively work towards and also i truly believe that right like i didn't think that my ideas my soul ideas we're going to bring our team forward it doesn't make sense logically it, it it makes a lot more sense to have many ideas that we as a team consistently test out and vet which ones are the best right and and in some ways i'm just a manipulator in some ways of uh, i'm a contributor in assessing the the value of those um, ideas and and also kind of a you know uh i would say an administrative um, leader in terms of deciding on how we execute on that um, and, and, and how we assess it. Yeah. That's, that's another great answer. Let, may I ask, 
what was your perception back then when you had this first meeting and introduced, let's say, or like you said, you were addressing the elephant in the room right away. Uh, what was your perception back then of how the team received this, this approach? How do you think they liked it? Um, how was their reaction back then? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. I think, uh, you know, going into it, I was thinking like, oh, you know, like, I mean, there's, I thought that this was a good idea, but there was also the meta element of like, oh, I think this is, you know, like pat myself on the back. Like, I think this is a great idea, right? This is like a great show of like, you know, emotional maturity and empathy. But, but I mean, I wasn't necessarily doing it as a political ploy, like, oh, how can I gain favor? But I, there was an element of self-assessment that was like, okay, this is, you know, I think this is going to be a good move. And, you know, one of the team members in the call at the end was like, no other manager I've ever worked with has ever done this, said anything like this before. And so, you know, I'm that this makes me kind of really excited for what's to come. So obviously that was like, you know, very, um, you know, affirming and, and, Posit yeah, positively reinforcing. But then at the same time, you know, another team member was like, like in a healthy way, skeptical. Now, I wouldn't say skeptical. He was like, oh, this is a good sign, but you know, let's, you know, let's see how it goes, right? Which is absolutely fair, right? It's easy. And, and as I said, you come in and just say, oh, this is how it's going to be. And then I could turn out to be the complete opposite, right? Or just start immediately ignoring the things and just pushing my agenda. So using this as like a like a bait and switch. So that's that's why I kind of want to emphasize in the you know previous you know answer that it's really important then to actually do what you say you want and actually act in accordance to it. That's that's phenomenal. And this actually opens up for sort of the, the flip side of the conversation, because you've mentioned a couple of times that, um, you know, you rose to this role and you you for sure like deserved it and you wanted to to become team lead. But of course, this comes with challenges on both sides. And uh, and there may have been some moments where you felt probably, I'm just assuming, lonely, or you maybe did not get enough feedback, um, or you were expecting better guidance into this new role. Um, was there any of this that, 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 that is somehow accurate? Or can you at least give me some insight on how you felt rising to this role? Was there any anxiety? Was there any particular concern. Um, and the reason why I ask this is I know a lot of professionals that are currently in IC roles that are probably considering um, becoming a team lead or at, or at least hoping that they will become team lead one day. So um, anything you can share with regards to how that road was, was it bumpy? Was it smooth? It would be, I guess, of great value. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a really kind of um, important question. I mean, my my case is, is anecdotal, right? I have my personal experience. I'm a specific person and every person is every person moving into leadership is different. And every organization that kind of promotes within and takes on first new uh, new leaders um, approaches leadership training in a different way. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say the organization that I had, uh, that I was a part of, you know, had really explicit kind of leadership training. And also, I'm going to, like, just be honest on my side, like, I think in some ways, I was trying to purposefully approach leadership differently than 
the existing leaders within the team. So um, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't like you saying that out loud, but I was, you know, seeing how things were, you know, playing out on other teams and, and the kind of values that maybe were shared amongst a few of the other, um, you know, team members. And this isn't really meant to be in shade, a shade in any ways. It was just simply an observation on my side. And I was like, okay, you know, I think maybe if I try something different that, you know, different results may come. But so, I, and also I will say the situation on my side was, I was inheriting a team of, I think four. So it wasn't massive. It wasn't a big, yeah, it wasn't like immediately taking on like 10 or 20 people, right? And you know, I, I'd been on the team for like three years and, and, and brought on, you know, the, the, the largest customers for the, the company. So I had a lot of the product knowledge and, and, you know, at least the de facto legitimacy in, in being able to give feedback. So I would say for my side, it was relatively smooth, but at the same time, like whenever you do something new, it's not like immediately smooth, right? I still took in a lot of, you know, I would take input either explicit input from, you know, our head of business development on, you know, kind of his approach and, and the ideas that he had. Uh, and then I would, of course, look at all the other team leads as well and, and, you know, see like the areas like, oh, I think that part is good. And, oh, I think I kind of want to do, they kind of lag, lag on that side. So I should, and if like, if I want to make sure that my team performs and I should probably do this, right? So you know, it's learning any kind of new thing, right? You start kind of analyzing it and, and testing things out and experimenting on things, right? What I will say, though, I think is, is um, you know, important to share and was probably bumpier is an, an, an admission of uh, fault on my side, which was that in, in some ways, like my character and, and a big learning on my side uh, throughout that whole experience is the, like, the ease of becoming tribal, um, the ease of becoming separation uh, of, of yourself from other teams, right? You know, I had definitely those tendencies when I was a sales manager, right? Like looking at other teams and being like, oh, well, why can't they do this? Oh, why can't they do that, right? Which is just an absolutely not a positive, you know, approach towards a, a professional environment in general. But I think in some ways, when you're an IC, your your effect, your ability to like kind of impact on that is... I mean, it's, it's toxic, right? It's not great in general, but when you move into a, a managerial role that can, you know, really, you know, cause the breaking of some bridges or, or like cause some walls to be set up. And so I, I would say that that was probably like a big learning on my side that like, regardless of how well, um, you know, your team performs, how well you do when operating with other teams within an organization, the question internally has to be, what can I do to make this better? How can I make this better? Regardless of whatever emotional or logical, you know, set of reasoning dictates that they're at fault, right? It's not, it's not productive to, you know, be tribal. And so, yeah, that was a big learning on my side. That's a great point. And I believe that you also wrote something about this in a recent LinkedIn post, if I'm not mistaken. Um, would you say that this uh, tribalization, was it one of the main challenges in your journey towards becoming and establishing yourself as a leader? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. 
I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like the tribalization element. It's, it's, uh, you know, the symptoms of that. I mean, that's like, you know, when you become tribal is when you like that, that doesn't necessarily display itself in, in certain ways. Right. Um, you know, my, I would say like my communication style required, um, you know, adjustment. And, and I think that was probably the biggest hindrance towards, um, you know, my, my progression in general. Uh, I think there was probably just a, oh, he's a good salesperson, but I don't think, I don't know how people would be able to take feedback from him or how he would, you know, approach, you know, leadership. And, and, you know, that was a, that was an important learning for me, regardless of how good you think you'll do it and, and how the ideas that you have, you know, you need to be able to, you know, have other people believe that you can do it as well. And that doesn't just mean externally, right? That means internally as well. That doesn't like, you know, if you go to a customer, you, you're not going to be like, oh, this is how it is. You should buy this. This is the case, right? If you go to a customer, it's a, you know, it's a presentation. It's an under, it's a reflection of the problems. It's a, you know, tying problems with stakeholders, you know, creative, uh, uncovering the impact. It has to be approached the same way internally. Um, and that was, you know, a massive learning as well. And, and through showing that you can do that internally is, is also how, you know, people develop, you know, trust and respect internally. And I guess my approach before it was like, I do my job well and I give good feedback, albeit direct and potentially jarring at points. Um, but the, the, the content is good regardless, right? The content is always good. So in that sense, there should be a belief in my ability to do it. And it's, I mean, it, it would, it wouldn't be the case the opposite way. Right. If I were in their position, I saw someone, you know, being a dick, like I'd be like, well, yeah, I have concerns around that. <laughs> right. That's, that's interesting. And, and I believe super valuable feedback. Um, Leo, we're, we're <laughs> approaching the end of the conversation, but there's one thing that, that uh, I would love to ask as sort of a final question. If you could go back in time and specifically to the beginning of 2022, what would you want to say to yourself? Um, I mean, that, that, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure which direction to approach this, right? Like, should I answer it from the perspective of like how you should approach uh, like being a manager? Should I ask, uh, should I, you know, approach it from the perspective of like, you know, personal uh, advice and, and the things that I, I, you know, felt during the year? I think everything that happened in 2022, which was a very, you know, I would say, which I find funny because I feel like every year is really instrumental, but, but I really felt like 2022 was like a, you know, major shift in, in, in the kind of person that I am. I, I, I wouldn't say anything. I think it was really important for me to have learned the things that I did in the way that I did. The only thing I, I, I would really ever do looking back in general is, is, is just encouragement. Right. Um, I think one of the biggest things I learned in 2022 and, and, I think it's probably been a lesson um, all my life and, and I hope everyone uh, understands it as well, which is that like, once you want to do something, you will, right? 
it, and, but achieving that, it, it won't make you feel better. It, it's as if you work towards something with the achievement of it being the main goal, right? Um, and this like, you know, oh, I want to sell a million dollar deal or, oh, I want to be a leader or I know I can lead. I know I can do it. Well, the moment you think that you can do it, you have, right? And so now I wouldn't say like get rid of that feeling, but like release yourself from that anticipation, release yourself from that expectation and just do it, right? It, embrace and take the enjoyment of having as if you had already achieved every goal that you've wanted and just start doing doing it. Because, you know, that seeking, that seeking for the next goal and seeking for, for achievement is, is endless. It's endless. You know, I, I look back at last year and, and I think like, wow, I really got, if I, if I was in, in like earlier in my career, I, and I look at where I was last year and, and also now I got everything that I wanted. Yeah. I'd like, I felt like, Oh, this, I thought I needed to, I deserved this position. I, I deserved this salary. I, like, I was capable of selling, you know, seven figure deals. And, and like, I just wanted the responsibility for that. And I got, got all of it. Right. I mean, they weren't lofty, crazy goals, right. They, 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 I mean, so it's not like, Oh, I achieved something spectacular, but I, there was such a long period of time where I thought I deserved it and I finally got it and, and I wasn't any more happy, right? The problems just completely changed, just, it just changed form. They just became different. They became the same thing in a different form, right? Oh, I was seeking some, now I'm seeking something else or now I'm seeking this. And, and that, that like, that's not a thing that you can necessarily solve in what like if you know some future version of me that appears right now and says something like you know super deep to me i'll be like okay cool like and then it'll take me a whole year to figure it out and then you know a year later i'll be on a podcast with you again and ask that question and i'll jump back in time and tell myself this right so but yeah i mean i think that was a big learning look i honestly could not have had a better answer and a better conversation. Leo, you've been you've been phenomenal. I appreciate you taking the time and coming on the podcast. And I truly hope we can do this at some point um, soon again. Absolutely. What a pleasure. Thanks, Matteo, for uh, listening to uh, the, the, the chaotic rambles. Um, hopefully we're uh, you know, able to <laughs> add some value to someone who who uh, who listens. Very much so, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you so much.